of the Michael Seibel episode of the Series B show. In part one, Michael kind of talked about his East Coast roots, uh, going to Yale University, having some interesting times there, uh, meeting friends that he ultimately founded uh, his company with, which all started off on a road trip. Uh, In part two, we're gonna take that story to the next level and we'll actually get into the nitty gritty around um, how the founding experience was uh, for him and his founders, how they ultimately split this company out into three different companies and a lot of the interesting tips and tricks of the trade that he's learned uh, as a founder. So tune in. Now you're here. Yeah. Justin TV in a lot of ways. It's funny because now Justin, his Snapchat channel is almost like Justin TV all over again, right? Exactly. But the tech is, is, you know, way, way, way (laughs) further than it was before. And it's it's, it's easy to just press a button and and pretty much live your life that way. Yep. And I think, I mean, he's, he has to be one of the top accounts. uh, Definitely. Doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome to see that that's continued, but What's, this, what's the nutshell story of what happened with Justin TV? And then obviously this kind of sprouted into other things. Yeah. What, what's, the, what's, the, what's the story around that? So long story short, um, we quickly realized that we were not, we were more savvy at building technology and product than we were at media. Our show was not particularly that popular. And so within about three or four months of doing the show, of starting the show, we um, decide to um, build a platform. Instead, and the idea being instead of us being an online reality TV show, anyone can broadcast live online. Um, and no one was doing this at that time. Um, so we were the. Oh, well, that's not true. There were a couple of folks doing it at the time. Um, uh, Ustream launched pretty soon after we did. There were a couple other country companies doing it as well. Okay. Um, and so, um, you know, most they say most good ideas have competition. Most bad ideas have competition too. So, <laughs> yeah, we weren't the only ones. And so, um, we did that. Um, fast forwarding a little bit more, it became challenging because we started getting a lot of content um, on the site, user generated content like YouTube that we didn't have rights for. Mm. And so, it turns out that like um, sports and news um, are very, very. Uh, linked to live mm-hmm. and like that was content that wasn't really available mm. online mm. and people started putting that through our site and you know that created a host of issues um, yep. but also gave us a lot of growth and so you know we had to kind of tackle a lot of those issues um, and fast forwarding a little bit further um, you know we came to realize that while well, we had something and we had usage you know we had you know, 30 million monthly viewers, and it was, it was okay. That's, yeah, um, It wasn't growing, and we weren't able to really fully realize what we were doing. And uh, so um, by that point, we had gotten profitable. Uh, huge milestone. A huge thing. Worth, worth repeating, because <laughs> that, that is a huge differentiator. Yeah, right? you get a lot of leverage when you are profitable. How much money had you raised before you got profitable? Two million there. Probably less than five million in equity and another two million in debt, maybe. Um, something like that. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. And so um, being profitable gave us options. Staying lean, being profitable gave us options. 
And so um, we basically sat down, um, the founders, and we said, what else could we do in this company? And kind of two ideas kind of started to flourish. One was we had this small but active uh, group of people using the site to broadcast video games. We've had them for a long time, but we've really ignored them. Um, and that was a set of content that Emmett actually really liked to watch. And he was a big gamer. The other one was Instagram had come out in the interim. And finally, there was native video support on iPhones. Because original iPhones, you couldn't take videos yeah. on them, yeah. uh, which right. is crazy. Right. And so what if there was an opportunity to do Instagram for a video? And so we decided, okay, we're going to split the company up into three teams. One team's going to keep Justin TV alive and generating money. One team is going to work exclusively on Twitch. And one team's going to work exclusively on uh, social cam. How big was the company before you split? Uh, 35 people, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So these were like good-sized teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're all working on the same office, same company, just three different projects. And um, uh, Social Cam launches first. A lot of buzz. Um, it's funny. We said we were building Instagram for video, but we didn't have filters. <laughs> we both those later. Um, I also remember when this launched, and it was like the who's who of like investing, like that's later. investors, right? That's, that's later. later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get, we'll get there a year later. We'll yeah, get there yeah, in a yeah, sec. Yeah. Okay. So this was early days. This is when we were still part of Justin TV, and so um, social media was doing good, but not great. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? <sighs> oh, we'll get into that later. But, okay. A lot of reasons. Um, Twitch had launched in the interim and um, was doing well and was growing every month. And so by that fall, this would have been the fall of 2011, we had this dilemma, which was that Twitch was doing better than Social Cam. Mm. Um, and so what do we do with Social Cam? Mm. Now, you know, I'm CEO of the company. And all the founders are there, me, Justin, Kyle, and Emmett. And um, Social Cam was in many ways my idea. Twitch was in many ways Emmett's idea. Um, Social Cam was the first time that I felt qualified enough to move from kind of like a businessy, steward-y style CEO to like an active product-y right. style CEO. Because right, right. I came in with no right. training, you know? And so. Um, on one hand, I didn't want to see Social Cam go, and I also believed a lot in the potential. On the other hand, I realized that a startup can't build two things at the same time. And so it's a couple of weeks, but uh, I decided that the best thing to do would be to spin out Social Cam, and that I would spin out with it. Mm-hmm. And um, that began like this five-month negotiation with our investors, which was extremely painful. Five months, wow. Yeah, they were convinced that Social Cam had a lot of value and that a lot of the value of the company was being extracted. Right. Because they're like, hey, Instagram is huge. This is the video for Instagram is going to be even bigger. So really we don't want to let this really, go. Yeah. Near the same in the end, Twitch was sold for a billion. Social Cam was sold for 60 million. So, yeah. Now, successful acquisition. So let's not, let's not brush out of the rug. Yeah, However, but, yes, yeah, in terms of order of magnitude. They, you know. Yeah. The value was not being removed from the company. And so as an independent company, um, after the spin out, um, it was kind of the best of both worlds because um, Justin TV started focusing just on Twitch. And so um, most people don't realize that's just the same company. Twitch is just 
the rename of Justin TV. The pivot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and SocialCam was kind of this option, this crazy little side thing. Let's see what happens. Um, SocialCam goes through Y Combinator. Um, that's when we raise, you know, a bunch of money from a bunch of awesome angels. And we start figuring out growth. And uh, we start getting a lot of users. How big was SocialCam when in Y Combinator? When we went in, we were probably at million downloads. When we left, we were probably at three million downloads. When we sold, we were probably at 16 million downloads. And we sold in July. So entered in January, left in March, sold in July. That's not bad. In team size? Three people. Wow. Three founders. So you, the lean efficient model has always been like at the core of what core you guys everything. are doing. Yeah. Core equal co-founders, core more technical founders than business founders, always. So, so was it a, because I mean, you have four co-founders and you guys so four are four co-founders for Justin TV, yeah. Right, and you guys are doing all kind of like, we're spinning off, we're doing this. Was yeah. there ever a time where conversations became kind of tough between the co-founders? Yeah. As far yeah. as like, how are, how are we going to? Things were definitely stressful. I think that like, we, we all became good friends during the process of Justin TV and we all recognized we had strengths and weaknesses. And I think that like what was important about, like people always say like, don't do companies with people you're friends with. That's like, that's not true. You definitely do companies with people you're friends with. I think you just don't, be, be careful to not say or do the thing that pushes the relationship over the edge. Mm. Like everyone knows when they're about to hit the edge and then just shut up, mm. you know? Okay, um, that's good advice. Yeah, and, and I think we all took it. And I think we all could have, you know, various people did things that would have made various people mad enough to just say fuck it, but yeah. we all just kind of learn how to swallow swallow the, the pill exactly for for a while and then come back to the table. And there was a strong enough base relationship there that like, you know, this guy's, you know, we're all great friends. Yeah, and you're you're working on really exciting things. So, yeah. you know, the opportunities are great. You you're talking about opportunities that are awesome, right? Definitely. And so um yeah, and, and so I forgot the original question. But no, so but uh, so I got. I mean, I kind of distracted you with the, yeah. with this with the size. But social cam was all, was always three people, even when it was ultimately sold. Yeah. So actually, social cam was bigger when it was inside of Justin TV, but wow. when it spun out, it was three people, and it stayed. Um, yeah, it stayed. It's about three people. Yeah. Okay. So you're going through Y Combinator. You basically go into Y Combinator within a year of coming out of Y Combinator. You're sold. Within five months. Five months. You're sold. Um, how did that process kind of work out? This is your first time as a CEO kind of going through. Yeah. Were you shopping actively? Were you looking at the numbers and saying, hey, it's time to get out? Were you like, hey, let's, no. you know, what was your thought process through that? So our period? thought process was simple. It was, um, uh, Autodesk had seen some press about us and they had a strategic initiative to get into more consumer products. And so they had reached out and it seemed like conversations were serious. We were growing extremely fast. Um, you know, at various points, number one app in the app store um, for a long time in the top 10, top 20. Um, but our growth was dependent on Facebook. Mm. And we had all lived through, or at least I had aggressively lived through the first Facebook platform. Mm. And we all knew the lesson that Facebook gives and Facebook takes away. And what I think that we knew was that there was more work to do to get people comfortable taking video. Hmm. We had built something where people were watching videos, um, but we hadn't cracked the code on getting people to feel comfortable taking videos. When you look at something like Snapchat, 
like that's a very different product, but they yeah. got people comfortable taking videos. Yeah. They made videos seem so innocuous, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that in many ways, you know, going the direction of filters and so on and so forth in the way that we did probably wasn't the right way. Like mm -hmm. we, what we really should have been doing is just makes video seem so easy. You know, Vine and those guys started doing that stuff, mm -hmm. but Snapchat nailed it. Mm -hmm. And so we basically had investment offers on one hand, like great, like really high valuations because our competitors had raised a high valuation. We had this acquisition offer on the other hand. And I think we thought at the end of the day, based on this kind of inherent Facebook platform weakness and based on us not having this key. And then the last thing was, um, you know, one of my kind of advisors asked me the question, is online video the thing you want to do in your life? Mm. And it's like, if this is the thing you want to do in your life, then raise the money and keep pushing keep it. Yeah. If this isn't, you know, I at that point had been doing startups for six, seven years, had no liquidity. And it was like, this seems like a relatively good off ramp, right? right? And so we decided to sell. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's, it's bittersweet. That second team, me, Amin, and Guillaume, was the most productive team I've ever been on. Mm. And I think we, we accomplished more in, you know, less than a year than I've, you know, seen most companies do. Mm. And we were good. Um, but, uh, yeah. Interesting. So, <clears throat> on the social cam side, um, this was also your first kind of real foray as a CEO going through Y Combinator? Yeah. Now, obviously, we'll get to this in a second, but, yeah. you know, now you're a partner at Y Combinator. Can you break down for folks that um, don't know, don't understand, or not exposed to the value of Y Combinator? How much did Y Combinator make a difference for, for you and your social care journey? So it made a huge difference. I think um, YC does a couple of things really well. Um, one, it puts a lot of smart, motivated people in the room. And so, you know, being, it got us up to a pace that was really fast. Um, it was easy to come out of a company that I've been in for six years and didn't be slow. And this was like, nope, you gotta work just as hard, be just as fast as these guys who are hungry and, mm -hmm. and early. I think the second thing was um, the relentless push to grow. You know, I see is basically just like, if you're not growing, you're dying. And so really simplified. And even though we knew that, like when people are screaming it at you, you really kind of embrace it. And then third, like it, changes the balance between startups and investors. Investors tend to have almost all the leverage in fundraising situations, right. and YC brings a lot of leverage back to founders. Mm. Um, so those things are really helpful. And um, yeah, and, and it was fun. What about on the, on the angel investor side? You, we mentioned, I mean, you could probably name them, but I remember there was like the, the who's who list of like folks that are, who, just name some of the folks that were in the, in the angel uh, uh, round. For a social game. Yuri Milner, Andreessen Horowitz, um, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Tim Draper, um, Shervin. Uh, was Snoop in there? Uh, Snoop wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there was uh, a... <laughs> SV Angel. Um, Shane Battier was an investor. Oh, that's, that's right. Shane yeah. Battier. So um, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> how does that happen? Did that happen through Y Combinator? Did that happen through you being like a great kind oh, of Ari Emanuel and WME was an investor? Huge. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, Demo Day. 
That was all Demo Day. <laughs> Demo Day. Liam Powell Jobs is an investor. Demo Day. So basically, in addition to the three kind of the tripod things, as you say, why Kyber brings to the table, and you said swinging the leverage more towards the the uh, the companies. Yeah. Demo Day is, is kind of the yeah the epitome or the the uh, climax of that. Where yeah. I mean, if you do well, Demo Day sets you up to win. Um, you know, I kind of think of it as like if you're a really good basketball player on North Carolina, like or on Duke, like you are showcased in a way that like you can do well. Got it. And so it doesn't make you a good player, but it certainly puts you, you know, it, it focuses you and then it puts you in front of the, the, the best investors. And did you have, did you feel pressure during demo day? Uh, I screwed up during alumni demo day and forgot part of my speech, um, which was weird for an experienced CEO <laughs> to do, but all the alumni laughed and, you know, we got through it. Um, no, you know what's so funny is that like I actually had done a lot of public speaking, kind of growing up and stuff, and it was really fun to memorize the speech again, because like I had developed this whole uh, skill set around how to do speech memorization, and then I hadn't had to use it in years. Mm. And, and nobody's so, nobody's winging it at, at these things. No, nobody's winging it. <laughs> no. no one's like, I'll just speak to the slides. <laughs> just put the slides up. I'll take care of it. No, people are memorizing it's these. Two minute speech. You better memorize Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> So yeah. So meanwhile, great. this is happening. This is your first liquidity out of the, the six, seven years you guys have been together. Yeah. For, for everyone. First liquidity for everyone, yeah. And so how meaningful was that in terms of lifestyle for you? Obviously, this wasn't Twitch liquidity, oh, which will come later. Yeah. But, but just kind of seeing the fruits of your, your labor. It was more like safety. It was more like if this is the only money I make, right? If I go back to just a normal nine to five, I will have enough money for my kids' college tuition to buy a house and retire. Got it. And so it was safety. Got it. Um, and did that change your mindset? Because some people, you know, you know, you hear investors say, hey, we want our founders to be not, not, you know, you can't live, you can pay your bills, but we don't want them to be so comfortable that they lose some of that hunger. Yeah, it wasn't that it was comfortable. I think what changed my mindset was, was uh, working in a big company. That's what changed my mindset. Um, big companies are just different. And, and strangely enough, I had never, never worked at a big company before. <laughs> how, how long were you committed to, to be at Autodesk after the acquisition? Well, they gave us, they gave us options. There was a, a retention package. Got it. And basically, like, the longer you stayed, the more you made. But it wasn't like it was... Uh, agreed up front? Or you could front. decide. Okay. Agreed up front. <clears throat> so, you know, there were tranches every year. And if you stayed to the end of the year, you got an additional bonus. But it wasn't like, you know... You know, they were a good company to us, right? They were just, you know, they weren't like, you have to be here if you don't want to be mm -hmm. here. <laughs> you know, they, but how, how long did you stay? Uh, so I stayed for 18 months. And uh, let's talk about the big company experience. In a, yeah. in a nutshell, what is the fundamental kind of having gone through that experience after the startup? Most people do it in, in reverse. Yeah. Um, what did you learn about working for big companies? I think that like... I, I better understood the theory of big companies. Um, and by that, I mean like companies in general are pretty amazing things. And if someone has a really good idea and they do a good enough job building a company, that institution can survive for a very long time. Hmm. And if they're solving a real problem, 
like there can be a place in that market for a long time. And I think like Autodesk was a great representation of that. Like the core products that Autodesk has, it's the best in the world at. Mm -hmm. And like there will be a market for those things. So I think that was like amazing to see from the inside. Um, also Autodesk is a weird company because it reaches outside of the typical tech world. Like there are a lot of people who use Autodesk software who are not right. techies and they're right. not sitting in San Francisco. Right. So, um, you know, my sister was learning, you know, AutoCAD at school. Yeah, and that's what I think I about when I think there. Autodesk. Yeah. So the question really for me was like, <laughs> what, was this, what was their strategic rationale for SocialCAD? So their strategic rationale was that they had started building up um, more consumer products because they basically saw, and this is kind of a general move in the enterprise things, like enterprise is moving towards consumer in, like, in UI and in experience. And um, there exists a whole bunch of people who want the true professional product, but even more people who want like lighter and lighter versions of Got it, it, you know. Got it. And so, um, you know, they basically had this kind of vision of building up a creative suite of products um, around uh, photos, around drawing, and around video. And we kind of fit inside of that in the video side. Um, and they had kind of more professional products in those areas, and they wanted to have um, consumer products as well. And, they, and you know, I, I think that the, uh, you know, I think the theory was spot on. I think the tricky thing is that, you know, when you deal with consumer products and then you deal with kind of social consumer products, there's just a lot of luck and a lot of art. Mm. Um, and um, it's hard to, it's it's a hard shot. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in YC, you, it's acquired within five months, you're there for another 18 months. What's happening in the in parallel with Twitch during that time? So um, uh, Justin actually enters YC with me to do exec, another company. Interesting. Emmett is, becomes the CEO of Twitch. Kevin, who um, we recruited to be the COO of Justin TV and was in another one of my friend groups from Yale, um, uh, is, stays and, and becomes, you know, Emmett's COO at Twitch. And um, they run it and it keeps on growing. And so you're looking and you're, you're seeing, you're hearing about what's happening over there and you're like, yeah. wow. And it's just great. And it's not easy. Um, investors were still taking a big dump on it. Nobody thought it was business. But the reality, like we understood the, the two realities around social. If it's growing and retaining users... And if you don't have to deal with the rights issues. And basically this, this content had no rights issues associated with it. And it was growing retaining users. Like, that's it. That's the game. Um, you know, like everyone else will come along. <laughs> but like, um, you know, users are usually the first. And who, was there anyone competing in that space outside of maybe YouTube? There was. Uh, this company called Own3D. And um, it was interesting because um, Emmett and Kevin competed and beat them and it was it, it the perception it was is it was that it was neck and neck for a while i don't think it ever was but it was a real competitor mm. um and the way they did it was through honesty um you know own 3d would offer um broadcasters like uh, uh packages to to broadcast on their platform financial packages that were unsustainable mm. then they that they couldn't pay ever and instead of following down, following them down that road, um, what the Twitch guy said was like, "Look, like this is what we can do. Um, we don't want to promise something that we can't deliver. If you're going to go that way, fine. But like, stay in touch and let us know how it goes." 
And a lot of the people who didn't decide to stay with Twitch within a year were back once the first checks that were supposed to be cut by the competitor <laughs> were cut, right? You know? And so, like, you know, they had the honesty and the integrity. Also, I mean, I think all of us really understood and really changed how we built product. Um, you know, we went back to interacting with the customers and really building what they wanted and then measuring what we built and seeing what was working, what wasn't, and iterating. And like that was something that we didn't really have a philosophy around around Justin TV, but in exec, in social cam, and in Twitch, we all kind of internalized that we need to build product differently than Got we it. had before. So um, you mentioned Justin was also in YC. Yes. Was he doing another offshoot of what no, was the Justin TV? An, an original company. Yeah. So his company was called Exec. Originally, it was on-demand personal assistant, basically on-demand person do anything, kind of test rabbity. And eventually became um, on-demand slash scheduled uh, maid service. Hmm. Um, and then he ended up selling that uh, company to Handy, which is a bigger on-demand maid service. So company. what made him say, instead of going into one of the two offshoots, I want to do something different and also uh, start you know, this up at the same time? That's a question you have to ask him. I think that like there was a nice organic kind of moment where Emmett definitely was interested in stepping beyond the CTO role um, when it came to Twitch and you know we had all been together we all seen each other grow and you know when you see somebody who's and, and, and to be clear Emmett was leading the Twitch team and so like you got to experience Emmett taking a leadership role got in it. a team so giving him his, well. his room to yeah to and grow. so it seemed obvious that like he should be the one doing it and you know and but even more importantly Emmett stepped up and said I want to do it and so then you know that's yeah, you know. And so <clears throat> also both both of you decided YC again was like the place to go. Yeah. Was that primarily because um was it the money, was it the network, or do you think well, it was the what I said before? It was it was the it, it, it was the pace, it was the kind of constant, relentless emphasis on growth. It's getting in the trenches. Yeah, and then it was the yeah, investment. Got it. Yeah. All right. So you threw out one name that obviously I want to bring back up, which is Kyle. Another yes. another one of not the original co-founders, but he was early. Yeah, no. He was originally the original he was co-founder. Original co-founder Justin TV. Yeah. Okay, got it. He recently sold Cruise, yep. which is a uh, autonomous driving technology to General Motors for a billion. Yep. So this is where we we I don't know if there's a name for you guys yet, but this is where we started to get into PayPal JTV Mafia. JTV Mafia. JTV <laughs> Mafia territory where you know, individuals um, separately and together have created enormous value. Yeah. Um, so Kyle um, was awesome. He was this kid from the Midwest um, uh, outside of uh, Kansas City. And um, he dropped out of MIT to join Justin TV. Um, was the fourth co-founder of Justin TV. Um, and we were all equal founders. And he was the kind of guy who was not intimidated by any problem. So we originally built the camera. Once we weren't doing shows anymore, he built the video system. Once we had to deal with big scaling issues, he built like the scaling architecture. Um, He's like a 10x engineer. 1,000x. <laughs> and it was interesting because it's hard to say like who's a better engineer Right, like Emmett or, or Kyle, because they did so much. But like the thing that I always told, it's funny because when it, a, a lot of Kyle's investors, when he was doing Cruise, would call me and, think of, and because he's doing 
you know, autonomous driving, which isn't really an easy thing. And I always told them, like, whenever there was a thing that seemed impossible, that's what Kyle would work on, just in TV. Mm-hmm. And he would do it. So it's like, got a pretty good track record. Yeah. And so um, as a kid, he had done BattleBots. And um, at MIT, he'd worked on the autonomous driving team. And so when he said to me that he wants to do a self-driving car company, um, you know, I told him two things. I said, one, that makes sense. I told him three things. One, that makes sense. Two, you should do YC. And uh, three, I'd like to invest. And that concludes part two of the Michael Seibel episode of the Series B show. Um, you definitely want to stay tuned for part three, uh, where Michael discusses his, his decision to become a partner at Y Combinator, uh, the change he wants to make in the world, his, uh, <clears throat> his current disillusionment with politics, um, the tech he's most excited about, his thoughts on diversity in tech, and a lot of other cool stuff. So you don't want to miss it. So tune in.